Rashi is going to explain the meaning of the language of Vaeschanon. The usual language would be Vaespalal, Vaespalal, or similar in this Lashon of Vaeschanon, and also what is meant with Vaeshahi that specifically at that time. So Rashi explains what is the language of Vaeschanon. So Rashi says that Ein Chanun Bechol Mokoim, that when we find the language of Chanun, uh, now here it's Vo'es Chanan, but Bechlal, the idea of the word Chanun, it means in all places, when somebody is asking to give a gift uh, for free without deserving it, uh, Moshe Rabbeinu was sort of asking a Chinon, he was asking a Chanun, Hashem as a one who is a Chanun, that he should give him a gift uh, without being deserving of it. And Rashi explains, but why did Moshe Rabbeinu ask for a free gift when Moshe Rabbeinu had many merits that he could have asked for, but he was specifically asking a Hanun gift. Is Rashi that even though Tzadikim have the right to hang their requests, to base their request and their good deeds as payment, not as a free gift, in Mevakshim, but yet they don't ask from Hashem, but a free gift. And Moshe Rabbeinu Rashi explains, knew this, that Hashem gives free gifts when He chooses to, because Hashem says to him, after the Cheta Egel, Hashem says, I will grace the one I wish to grace. So Moshe Rabbeinu saw that Hashem was uh, willing sometimes to give a gift for free, that is as Asher Ochein, that Hashem chooses to give to give the gift. And the Gemara Brachas actually in the beginning there is um, two opinions in the meaning, but according to one opinion is also that Ochein means which when he wishes to um, uh, give a matnas chinom. But Rashi therefore says that Moshe Rabbeinu knew of this, and therefore he was asking Amar Loi Beloshon Ve'eschanon. That's why he says the language of Ve'eschanon. So according to this, the word, the meaning Vaeschanon is from the Loshon, asking the Chanun Hashem, Hashem is a Chanun, and Vaeschanon means asking for Hashem's Chanina. Dover Achar, another interpretation, says Rashi, that This is one of ten languages that prayer is called. It's not because Matnas Chinom, a special way, but there are different languages in prayer. One of the languages of prayer could easily be Sifri in different styles and different form. A a prayer that comes in a way of great being subdued, in a way of 
Tachanun is like there's a posik in Mishli, Tachanunim Rosh. It's a way of beseeching, it's a very achnodic, a way of prayer, but not specifically the Matnas Chinom as in the first Pshat. What does it mean, the Torah says, the Moshe Rabbeinu says, Ba'isahi at that time? What the emphasis at that time? So, Rashi explains that Moshe Rabbeinu felt that it was an opportunity at that time after I have conquered the land of Sichon and Oig, which is the discussion in the Parshas Devarim beforehand, uh, and how uh, the Bnei God and Bnei Ruvain uh, were going to get that as an inheritance. So after Moshe Rabbeinu conquered the land of Sichon and Oig, so at that time, Moshe Rabbeinu says, Dimisi, I thought, Shem Neder. Maybe the vow that Hashem made, that was like a Shavua, as Rashi said earlier in Bamidbar, Perichot Paskid Beis, when it says, Lochein Leisavius Akol that Hashem sort of Shavua, Lochein is a Shavua, so, but since he was able already to conquer the land of Sichon Ve'oig, so that is already to a certain extent, as Rashi points out uh, earlier, in that Eretz Refoyim, in the Brisbane Absorim, is also part was given to Avram Avinu and Rashi before in Masay, even though when the Postal says, Le'ele Techolek Ha'oretz, but Rashi already said also before that the Nachlas. Bnei God and Bnei Ruvain, they got part of Eretz Yisrael also, and even though that in Pshutish Mikra, as the Rebbe points out in the Kutis Sichas, the uh, land of Eved uh, Hayardin is not considered Eretz Yisrael, Lagabe the Dinim of Eretz Yisrael, Lagabe Trumas Meisrus Apip Pshutish Mikra, but yet it still has, as it's Mochach for Rashi, as the Rebbe points out there too, that it has some sort of a connection to Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu thought, being in Eretz Yisrael, the Oig, maybe the vow has been permitted, and now he will be able to come in. And that's why he started to praying to Hashem at this point, by Isaiah saying, and the uh, Pasik says, Lamer. Now, usually, Lamer, when you say, Vedabra Hashem el Moshe, is Lamer to give it over to the Yidden. But here he's saying to Hashem, Who did he want Hashem to say it to? But Rashi says, Lamer to respond. That Lamer here means saying to Hashem to respond to him, whether he's going to do what he asks him or not, not leave him hanging. This is one of the three places, Shomer Moshe, Lifneha Mokoim. That Moshe Rabbeinu says before Hashem, Ani eini mani I'm not going to let you go. Until you let me know whether you're going to do my request or not. Rashi already brought down about Midbar Perik Yud Beis Pasik Yud Gimel. And, you know, Moshe Rabbeinu was saying, Lamer, this was saying, please, you know, he was asking Hashem, and he says he's not going to let go until Hashem is going to answer him. Rashi over here brought down that this is one of the three places which Moshe says to Hashem, Eni Manichacho. The Pasik Takah says here, Eschanan el Hashem, Baisahi Leimoir. Usually we find in the Pasik, Vaidaber Hashem el Moshe Leimoir, so Hashem is saying to Moshe Leimoir, Moshe to say it to the Bnei Yisrael. In this case, Moshe is saying to Hashem, uh, 
Rashi doesn't just say that Moshe Rabbeinu was asking uh, from Hashem to give him an answer. Rashi says, meaning that I'm not going to let you go until you let me know whether you're going to do what I ask you or not from the Sifri. Um, seems more than the word Lamer would say. Um, the other thing is in the Bamidbar in Baloischa, after the uh, story that Hashem punished uh, Miriam and Moshe Rabbeinu prayed for her, over there too, the Pasik says in Pasikud Gimel, it says, Vayitzak Moshe Lashem Lamer. So again, what does it mean, Lamer, over there too? And Rashi quotes over there um, that in the first Rashi, Lamer, Rashi says, Matalmud Loimar, what does this teach us? What is the meaning of Lamer? And Rashi says, Omar Loy Hashiveni Matamarpo Isoyim Love, respond to me. But there doesn't begin with saying any manichachod. Rashi just says, respond to me. Now the other thing is that it's a little uh, difficult because Rashi quotes the Rabbi Lezer ben Azariah. And Rashi says, Rabbi Lezer ben Azariah says, Ba'arba mekoymes. Four places. Here Rashi quotes from the Sifri three places. Over there it says, Ba'arba mekoymes. And the Lashon over there is also Bikesh Moshe, as opposed to any manichachod. So in four places, Moshe requested from Hashem, if he's going to do what he wants or not. It doesn't say that he says any manichachot. Perhaps that maybe in some of those, maybe there was four cases where Moshe Rabbeinu asked to be responded to. And there is only three cases in which he says any manichachot. Rashi doesn't make such a clear distinction. Uh, Rashi brings down over there also the posik in Shmois Vov Perikut Beis. It says by Daber Moshe Lifnei Hashem Lamer. Again, we have the posik there saying Lamer. Why is Moshe Rabbeinu saying to Hashem Lamer? That is talking about when Hashem was sending Moshe Rabbeinu to redeem the people, and. Over there, Hashem is, Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, also, Hashiveni im goyalom atoim lav. Respond to me. And again, over there, the Lash Rashi doesn't say that it's um but Rashi does bring down Achi Yeshiva atosira, now that you're going to see. Actually, in the Pasuk over there, in Ba'era, um, Rashi over there doesn't say anything. This is only in Parshas Ba'aloizcho, Rashi quotes here from the words of Rabbi Lezer ben Azariah. But in the Pashtib Shatan Pasuk, Rashi doesn't say over there, because really, in the simple Pshatan, the Pasuk, uh, actually Hashem was insisting uh, that he should go and take out uh, from Mitzrayim, and Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, Lamer, are you really going to take them out? I mean, Hashem is trying to convince him, Moshe Rabbeinu doesn't want to go, and then he's asking, are you really taking them out of Mitzrayim? But Rashi doesn't seem to say this, that in the Pashtib shot of the Psukim. And Rashi only over here quotes it in the name of Rabbi Lezim and Azariya. We have to know why Rashi over here says it um, that way. The other example that Rashi in Parshish Baal brings down 
is the uh, in Parshas Pinchos when Moshe Rabbeinu was saying to Hashem, Yivkoi Hashem alikei Haruchis that Hashem should appoint uh, for the Bnei Yisrael a leader after Hashem says that he is going to pass on. So the pasuk again says over there um, by Daber Moshe El Hashem Lemer. So Moshe is saying instead of by Daber Hashem El Moshe Lemer, here is the reverse again by Daber Moshe El Hashem Lemer. And as Rashi explains uh, in Parshas Baaloyscho, uh, that there too he says Yivkei uh, Hashem, and Hashem responded to him Kach But in Parshas Baaloyscho, you see, and then Rashi brings down over there also the pasuk of Eschan, and over here, and the response Rashi says there was. Rav Loch, that is basically the response when he says, answer me, Tasis Sheilosim love, in our Pasuk in Ve'ezchanon, is the answer comes in the means of Hashem saying, Rav Loch, which the Pasuk Chavov in Ve'ezchanon, after the Bakosha Lamer, it says, Ve'ezabra Shebimalchem, Ve'ezshomai Eilai, Ve'ezhomai Hashem, Rav Loch. So, Rashi seems to... Um, bring down in the Parshas Ba'aloyzcho showing us that there's every time there's a request and um, and there's also a, a response even though the response that Rashi brings down to the um, issue in Parshas Va'era where Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to know if Hashem is redeeming them the response that Rashi brings down is from the Pasuk Atosira which was a later incident, that is when they went to Parai to help the end of Parshas Vaira, when they went to uh, tell them to let them go. Actually, the Posik Atosira, which is Rashi says in, is the response to Moshe Rabbeinu's request, is in the end of Parshas Shmois, and that precedes um, Hashem's uh, statement over here, in which he tells him to go ahead and um, and uh, take them out, and in which Moshe Rabbeinu says to Hashem um, that he should let him know if he's actually going to take them out or not. And um, so it comes out that the answer came before uh, the question in the order of the Psukim, and it also seems like uh, that this whole Pasha's Va'ira is a response and a Hemshech to to uh, what took place at the end of Parsha Shmois, as Rashi explains in both in the um, according to the Medrash, as Rashi explains in the uh, and also according to the uh, the uh, Pashtipshat. And perhaps that's why Rashi doesn't bring it down in the Pshutashil Mikra, because uh, the response uh, comes before the, uh, the 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 argument, and if you understand over here, Rashi brings it down for some reason, based on the words of Rabbi Lezben Azariah. But we need to look in and figure out exactly what is the ones that Rashi means over here when Rashi says there is three times. Which of these three times, and which of these three times was Eini Manichecha? Which are the uh, Four times over there, it seems that the word Lamer in from Moshe Rabbeinu is said four times. So we've got to look in the Mepharshim further how to sort all this out. Now the idea that Rashi brought down over here that um, Ba'esahi, 
uh, that after he conquered Sichon Ve'oig, he thought that maybe the uh, neder that Hashem said, the Shavua, that they're not going to go into Eretz Yisrael, has been permitted because uh, they were, uh, he was already, Eretz Sichon Ve'oig. Rashi writes similar things in Parshish Pinchas, in Perich of Zayin, Posecute Beis, when the Posec says, Vayemer Hashem al Moshe, Alei al Har Ha'avorim, which is after the story of the Benoi Slavchot when they wanted a part in the land of Eretz Yisrael, Hashem says to give to them, and this was also after uh, Moshe Rabbeinu was distributing. Uh, Hashem said to distribute the land uh, to all these people that are going to go into Eretz Yisrael. But Rashi says over there, Loma Nismachalakan. Why does it say Alei al Har Ha'avorim? Moshe Rabbeinu is over here at this point. And Rashi says that Kivon Shomer Hakadosh Baruch Lahem. Since Hashem says to Moshe, He shall give to them. So Omar He says Hashem told me to give to them. Perhaps Utra Gzeira Ve'Konos La'Oretz. Amar Hakadosh Baruch Hu Gzeira B'Mukaymedes. Now Rashi brings down another pshat that Kivon Shenichnas Moshe Lenachlas Bnei God Bnei Ruven. That he entered the Bnei God Bnei Ruven, he was rejoicing. Samach v'Amar could medumali shehutar nidri. I think maybe the vow has been permitted. And Rashi brings the Ramoshul that a king who decreed on his son not to go into the entrance of his palace, and while he's going into the gate, the king, the son follows. He goes into the courtyard. He follows, but when it comes to the to the palace and he's after him when he wants to go into the room he says here you can't go Moshe Rabbeinu thought maybe he can continue going it seems that at that point if we go along with this Dover Achav uh, when Hashem says to him no so it seems like first Hashem told him at the time that the story took place in Parshas Chukas that he hit the rock that they're not that they're not going to go into Eretz Yisrael. The Pasuk writes it again to Moshe Rabbeinu over here because Moshe Rabbeinu shouldn't think that it's been uh, allowed for him now, the Gzeda's bottle, so Hashem says, no, you can't go in. It almost seems that the Vashchanan El Hashem Ba'isahi beseeching Hashem at that time followed this Yemen Hashem El Moshe when Hashem says to Moshe now, Rashi says, Lomanismacha, again, why was this, doesn't seem to be, why did Hashem all of a sudden tell it to him over here? It's not just in written over here, but in this case it comes out that Hashem is telling him over here, and this is Hashem telling him that he can't go in. It almost makes sense that this story over here, takes place at that time when Hashem tells him that you can't go in, that the Gzeidabim Koimeyemedes. Pasik Chavdalat. So, in the Pashtus, the next verse, Moshe Rabbeinu is introducing his request to Hashem that he's going to say in Posek Chofhei, which was that, that he's saying, Adeshem Aleikim, the Rashi will explain that Hashem is the name of uh, Master, which points for level of judgment and alikim even though it's pronounced here alikim but it's yudke vavke and so it seems like he was saying that Hashem who is 
merciful in his judgment. We'll see in the Rashi. Hashem Elikim, so he's praying to Hashem that you have begun to show your servant as God your greatness. The greatness talks of the Hashem's great miracles that took place with smiting the Sichon uh, and Oig, the people on the Eber Hayardin, and Hashem Vesyotcha Chazoka, and your mighty hand, strong hand. And we find the lotion of Ayari Yisrael, in Mitzrayim, a warrior. Hashem waged war against the Tzichon and Oig, and Hashem who is a God or a powerful one in the heavens or the earth, Asher who can do as you do, and as your strength. In this context, this is all talking about the Godlecha and the Yotcha Chazoka is all representing Hashem's great strength and power in waging war against Sichem Ve'oig and saying sort of, I want to see the end result of this Hachiloisa, this that you have begun, to see how it ends up by conquering and waging and winning the war against the nations, the 31 nations that live in Eretz Yisrael. And that is also the type of Hachiloisa that you have begun, beginning of the conquering. The Alter Rebbe actually in the Torah has the opening mimer in the Parshas Vaschanon that he asks the question, how could we say and call this Hachiloiso that you have begun uh, to show God Chayot Chachazoka when for 40 years and starting back from Egypt yet, the great miracles that the Jews experienced throughout their journeys and... Uh, and Matan Toira, it is Mitzrayim, and Kriyas Yamsuf, and all the details. He mentioned the Maimer over there, Chemesamolik. So there were so many. How can we call all this Hachiloiso? But in the simple shot, it seems that the Posik over here, Hachiloiso, is referencing, as we'll see in Rashi, is referencing this was the beginning of settling of Eretz Yisroel, starting with Eber Hayardin against the Sichen and Oik, and then eventually making their way to Eretz Yisrael. Look at the Rashi inside. Adishem Elikim. So Rashi says, what is the two languages that Moshe Rabbeinu used over here is Rachum Badin. The lotion of the name of a Yudke, Vovke, is a level of Rachmonis. The level of Ad, the Shem's master, is judgment. And what it means to say is, Rachum Badin. Don't know exactly how we interpret when the written is Yudke Vavke and the spelling is Elikim, so that we pronounce it Elikim. Is that itself show perhaps mercy in judgment, just the name Elikim itself, when it's written Yudke Vavke and it's spelled Elikim, could that mean? And also the word 
Hashem Rashi brings down this also in the heading of the Rashi. So it's definitely looks like it's the Adnai Hashem, which is the Racham Badin. I need to look on exactly for what this means. Rashi now is going to bring a different interpretation in the Pasuk of Ira'ata other than we learned in the simple Pshat, and also needs to uh, be explained why Rashi brings down the uh, interpretation, seemingly not the Pshat, first before bringing the Pshat. But in Rashi over here, Rashi is going to say that these words of Atachiloiso are not just an introduction to saying, just like I've seen here, I want to see further your miracles, but Atachiloiso is a very specific uh, prayer that Moshe Rabbeinu was beseeching Hashem for himself. All these verses, as God Yodcha Chazoko, is actually referencing Moshe Rabbeinu's circumstance that he wants Hashem to allow him and to forgo the promise that he told him not to take him into Eretz Yisrael. And Moshe Rabbeinu is using, and all these verse of this Pasuk, all these words in this verse are indicating, as the Rashi will explain now, how Moshe Rabbeinu is saying to Hashem that he has the uh, the right and Hashem should listen to him and allow him to go into uh, Eretz Yisrael. So this seems to be a specific prayer of Moshe Rabbeinu and his circumstances that Hashem promised not to go in and he said to him why Hashem should allow him. So first he says, Ato This is Moshe Rabbeinu saying, you Hashem have begun this type uh, you, you have actually instigated and you have actually taught me uh, to show your servant how to pray that this should be prayed. And Rashi explains, that Moshe Rabbeinu opened up with this statement, to go ahead and standing and praying. Even though it was already decreed. So one would say, why is Moshe Rabbeinu persistent in asking and even though Rashi said before that he says maybe because he's been there already, but uh, how could he think that he can uh, make Hashem change his vow? So this is Moshe Rabbeinu saying, He opens up to stand, even though Hashem, Moshe says to Hashem, I learned from you. You show, you are the one that began this type of idea. Shomar to leave ato hanicholi. In Shmois Pedic Lamed Beis prosecute when the Jewish people sinned with the eagle. And Moshe Rabbeinu was praying. And Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, now leave me alone. Hanicholi, leave me alone. Now, Moshe Rabbeinu actually wasn't in a state that he wasn't not he wasn't not leaving Hashem alone, was I then holding on to you? Actually, it doesn't mean he was holding on physically. Was I 
this is kind of saying that any manichacho, I don't let you go, meaning not holding on, but persistent. Uh, and maybe this is the right Rashi, the right used before also, manichacho, uh, not letting you go. It's because I'm not, I wasn't persistent. I asked you to forgive them. Did I then hold on to you? But the reason you told it to me is because you are saying them. Let me leave me alone, meaning that you're trying to tell me that I shouldn't leave you alone. You're you open the door. You're sort of telling me if you're not gonna leave me alone, I'm gonna to have to do what you ask of me. that it was up to me to pray for them. So you showed me then that you gotta be persistent with Hashem and not just accept it. Moshe Rabbeinu is recounting. Likewise, I was thinking, I thought, I was thinking to do so now. To be persistent. And that is just Hashem should let him know until you listen to me. But in this case, Hashem didn't listen to him at the end. And the Pasuk continues further to explain the words in that context. If we learn that it refers to the war of Sichem Ve'oig, so Godl Chon is very simple. We know what means Godl. We know those things in war. That's the expression we use uh, the way of the success of the way Hashem weighs the war. But in this context over here, Rashi teaches as Godl So what is Hashem's greatness over here? This refers to Hashem's measure of goodness. And as opposed to war, which is Hashem's greatness in waging war, but in this case, it's Hashem's greatness means Hashem's kindness, His measure of kindness. So He's saying that you had started to show Hashem your measure of kindness at the time that you told me Hanichaloch, it seems then, if it follows that, you show me the countless. Where do we find Rashi says with regards to Hashem kindness, the Loshan of Godly? So Rashi Vikhain Hu Oimer, and likewise he says in Bamidbar, Perikudalit Posikud Zayin. That is talking about after the Jewish people sinned with the hate of the Maraglim. So over there too, Moshe Rabbeinu says to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that let the power of Hashem be great, Yigdal. So the word Godel over there is eventually that power is going to um, help that Hashem is going to forgive them as Hashem did forgive them to a certain extent at the time. Um, and uh, Moshe Rabbeinu was praying over there. Yud Gimel made the Sarachim. Part of the Yud Sarachim was saying, Rav uh, Chesed. So, even though it seems that uh, over there, Yigdal is not the Midah. Yigdal is the act of making great. Here, the God is the Shem Dover, is the Hashem's measure. Over there we're saying let it increase. The measure over there is Havaya. The Koyach Havaya. Yigdal no Koyach Havaya. Here we're not saying as Yodcha Gdoilo, Koyach Gdoilo. 
God lecha. We're saying this is kindness. But I guess this is, um, according to this shot, this is close enough that the gdula over there eventually brought out the union of chesed. Still have to look in exactly how this, uh, this references uh, each other. And then further, the Pasuk says also, So here too, in the simple pshat, if we learn that it's Hashem's power, we understand. But here we're not looking for Hashem's might, we're looking for Hashem's softness, Hashem to accept Meshach Rabbeinus. So Rashi, it teaches, means, so first of all, it says, your hand, zu yimincha. Yodcha is a reference to Hashem's right hand. And she pshuta l'chol Sometimes there is the left hand, which is the small doicha, uh, which pushes away. But the yimincha, yodcha, in this case, means Hashem's right hand, which is stretched out to all people of the world uh, to accept them. So, accept Moshe Rabbeinu's teshuva to your hand. And why we're saying hachazoko, the strong one? So Trashi, it's a strong hand, chazoko, shatokoivesh berachamim as midasadin bechoska. That you use strength to conquer, to hold back the measure of judgment. That requires a strong hand. So the right hand that accepts, that is stretched out to, re- to accept, those who do tshuva is so strong that it overrides and it conquers the uh, measure of judgment and it requires a great deal of force. Uh, similar to what we say, to conquer the Yetzir requires a givura by the person. With Hashem to conquer the Midas Hadin requires a strong hand. And further, the Pesach is explained according to this, Now the word Kale over here is not a language of Hashem, but uh, El means who is the strong, who has power. The Kim Loshen Adnus Loshen power that Mi El V'Goymer Ein Chod Doymer LeMelech Bosser V'Dom You are not similar to a king of flesh and blood. See, we're talking right about a king, we're not saying talk about other gods, and there is no other gods, but we're saying that you are not compared to a king of flesh and blood. And what Moshe Rabbeinu was saying to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, nobody is like you, that you don't have to answer to anybody. You're not like a, a boss in the world, a melech, a king of Bosor Vedam. He has various different people that advise him. And it has Visin Ko Sedrin. Those are officers, those who participate in uh, forming the laws, the judgments. Hamemachim they protest the kings in his hand. They don't allow, they protest Sharaitulas Chesed when he wishes to do kindness, and to press over of his measures, to go beyond. There is nobody to protest against you if you want to forgive me, and you will nullify your decree. 
So therefore, I'm asking you, since you are noble, like, nobody's like you, Bashmaim Varsin, you could do it. We have to translate like you do and like your strength to conquer the Midas Hadin. And therefore, he's going to follow up with the request of Pasuk Chofhei to allow him to go into the land. But yet Rashi says, This is all interpreting that Moshe Rabbeinu is talking about his circumstances. But according to the simple meaning of the Pasuk, the Pasuk isn't talking about something that Hashem showed him, but you began to show your servant the war of Sichem Oig. And now we don't need to have any interpretation, because that's simple. The war, you showed him the, 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 the great war. The Pasuk says earlier, it says that See, I have begun giving before you. So we see actually the lotion of Achiloiso used there too when Hashem's uh, speaking to uh, Moshe Rabbeinu. Uh, Moshe Rabbeinu is quoting Hashem. That Hashem said, See, I have begun giving. This is the beginning of the end. And that's why in his prayer he's saying also, Ata Achiloiso. Um, so this is the beginning of the ultimate and therefore I saw that war show me also the war of the 31 kings those were the 31 kings as we learned in the Novi Yeshua that there was a total of 31 kings in the land of Canaan which the Jewish people conquered at the time when they went when they conquered Eretz Yisrael so what is Moshe Rabbeinu continuing to ask? So Moshe Rabbeinu says in Postkhov, hey, Ebra, no, please let me pass. Let me go over the Jordan. The Jordan seems to be the line. Arvas Moyev, he says, let me pass. And let me see the good land. Which is on the other side of the Yardin. Specifically, he asks, he wants to see this good mountain. Rashi is going to explain that is Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim is a mountain. He calls it all as a mountain. Levonin is a reference to the base Hamigdosh, which is called the Levonin. Basically, seeing Yerushalayim and seeing, I guess, the base Hamigdosh. did he just want to see the Mokim Hamikdash? Let's wait for the uh, Rashi. Ebrono says Rashi, and No Elo Lushain Bakosha. The language of No connotes a language of request. Not I want to go over now. Sometimes the word No is used as now, but here it means please. And what does it say? This mountain. This Yerushalayim, usually we say Yerushalayim Horim Sovivlo. But the whole area is called the mountain, the Yerushalayim. And that says, Vahalavona in Zabes Hamikdosh. Perhaps if Moshe Rabbeinu could have gone over, maybe he was asking, maybe he would be able to see the actual Beis Hamikdosh too. Pasuk Chavav. Vayisaber Hashem be. And Hashem was full with anger 
for on me. Lemanchem, because of you, you caused this. It was the fault of the Bnei Yisrael that caused this. And Veleshoma Eloi, and God did not listen to me to his request of Ebrenov Ere, to his Eschanon, to go by and uh, see. He didn't listen. Although Hashem did show him, as we'll see in the next Pusik, he asked to see, so he showed him, but not that that he um, asked to go over the Arden to enter into Yisrael. And Hashem says to me, Rav, Loch, enough to you. Don't speak to me more about this matter, about asking to go into the land of Eretz Yisrael. Basically, Hashem said, no, the tshuva is the lamer you asked to tell you an answer. The answer is no, that you cannot go in, and don't speak to me anymore. Rashi will explain why Hashem told him that uh, not to speak to him anymore about this matter. The lotion of Evra means anger. Hashem means Hashem was filled with anger. or Meaning because of you. You had caused me. When we read the story in Parshas Chukas, so over there, the, the whole story begins uh, that So they ganged up, and as a follow-up to that story, the complaining, Hashem says to Moshe to take the mate, and eventually they, instead of uh, speaking to the stone, they smit the stone. So, I guess Rashi says, meaning because had they not gathered, if it would have worked in a different way, other than the Jews ganging up and that maybe Moshe Rabbeinu wouldn't be under pressure. The Pesach also says there's Shimuna HaMoyrim, uh, rebellious ones listen, uh, because they were saying, what difference does it make which rock you're going to hit to, to speak to, and and uh, I guess they put on the pressure. That means they caused Moshe Rabbeinu to, um, to do this, and almost seems like Moshe Rabbeinu was shifting... Uh, the blame and telling the Bnei Yisrael that it's, you know, their fault. Uh, but Rashi brings us support to this idea that it was the fault of the Bnei Yisrael because v'cheinu aimer, so it says in the Pesach in Tehillim, perikuvah, Pesach Lamed Beis, it says, v'yaktsifu almei merivo, that it says that they made Hashem angry by the waters of argument. Uh, that was the uh, way the Jewish people asked by the Mayim over there is by Yaktsifa Meimeriva, and they also said Lugavainu how they that they they would uh, uh, die over there rather in the uh, in the Midbar. As the Pasuk says over there, 
But the Pasik says, Vayera Lemoisha Bavuram. So the Pasik says there that he did bad, was done bad to Moshe because of them. So the uh, actions of the Yidden caused bad to Moshe Rabbein. So Hashem says to Moshe, Rav Loch. Why does Hashem say to Moshe, don't talk to me, enough. Enough to you, enough talking. Find the lotion of Rav Loch several times. Rav Loch and Bnei Levi. Um, Rav Lochem Sahor. It's enough, enough talking about this. The Rashi says, that the reason why Hashem didn't want him to talk anymore about this, to ask anymore, to pray any further, is so people shouldn't say, how difficult is the master? Meaning Hashem doesn't budge when the uh, he's being begged so much and yet he doesn't listen. And also, and how persistent, and this is also in a way derogatory from Moshe Rabbeinu, after being told no, or not being allowed, not to be given in, he still consists to persist on, on requesting. So that's why Hashem says, no more talking about this. Dover Achar, there is another interpretation of the meaning of Rav Loch that Hashem was saying to him, Harbe Mizeh Shomur Loch. Much more than this is kept for you, is there for you. Rav Tuv Hatsofun Loch. The many good, lots of good is hidden for you doesn't say here what it is it must be in the Olam Haba in the world to come from Moshe Rabbeinu uh, more than this uh, going in to Eretz Yisro however the Pasuk continues Pasuk of Zion Hashem says to him he is going to listen part to what he asked uh, he wanted to see Eretz Yisrael so Hashem says Alei Reish HaPizgo go up to the top of the uh, Pisgah, of the high area of the cliff. In Parshas Pinchas, in Perichov Zayim, Posecut Beis, over there he says, Alei al Harha Vorim Ur Eyes so that the mountain was the Harha Vorim, and from there he would see the land. In the end of Sefer Dvorim, in Zeis Abrocha, in Perich Lamadalid, over there it says, Vayal Moishim Arvas Moyov El Har Nevoi Reisha Pizgo. So the Har Avorim of there it says the Har Nevoi. It says Reisha Pizgo vayarei Hashem as Kol Oretz. This is what Hashem saying here. Lay Reisha Pizgo. Well, here it says the Har Nevoi, and uh, over there it's the Har Avorim. Uh, Rashi says over there that Kama Milesoyim Posun Moshe Bipsiachas. That it was many steps, and he went up there in one shot, but. Over here it would seem that this is being recounted by Moshe Rabbeinu and Rosh Shvat, as the Pasik says, the eleventh month, and over here uh, we say that uh, Hashem is telling him now Now the story that he went up in the Reisha Pisgo is Mamash by Vizoy Sabrocha, that seems that this was happening actually 
at the end of his life, uh, when Moshe Rabbeinu is recounting this to the Bnei Yisrael, he's saying to him, Hashem said to him, Reish Pisgo. Uh, I mentioned earlier, it seems like when Hashem told him uh, after the, the story with the Bnei Slavchot, then Hashem says to him, he thought that the Misi, that the Gzair was bottled, it seems like maybe that is when Moshe Rabbeinu started saying Vashanon, and that is when Hashem told him Alei Roisha Pisgo. But it actually looks like that he went up to the Roisha Pisgo, that took place at a later time. Uh, that was Mamesh, Vayomus uh, Shom Moshe. Now Moshe Rabbeinu died on the Har Nevoi, as Rashi says earlier, that there were three mountains that were left over, the Hor and also the Har Nevoi for Moshe Rabbeinu's burial. So, um, it seems like he went up there, the Loshan of the Pasik, uh, um, and it says, and maybe it was over there, uh, and um, so, I'm not sure, uh, he's just recounting Hashem says pisgo, and it didn't happen it almost sounds like it already happened but in the end of the volume it seems like it happened later on to look into the Mepharshim see exactly how to sort this out but in any way the Pasuk says here go up to the Resha Pisgah and lift your eyes to the west and to the north to the south and to the east and oh, you can see with your eyes, but uh, you will not pass this Jordan. So Hashem says no to passing, but yes to seeing the land. Rashi says, You asked me that you want to see the good land. Now he asked, he wants to go there, but they want to see it. In Pasukhafei, he says, he wants to see it. It's kula. I'm going to show you its entirety. Shemar, as the Pasuk says later on in Pasuk Lamedal, in Perik Lamedal, Pasuk Aleph, this is the Pasuk in Hashem Hashem showed him the entire land at the time when he went up onto the mountain. And again, I think this happened uh, later on, even though he's saying that Hashem told him now to go up, um, but the Rashi over there also explains that not only did he see the physical kola oritz, but also that he was able to see all the things that are going to transpire at the different various occurrences that are going to take place in all the different places that the Pasik goes through and mentions it over there in detail. And instruct Yeshua doesn't say anything particularly, but it says instruct Yeshua. And Rashi is going to explain and instruct him on the troubles and the loads and the arguments. Instruct Yeshua, tell him about these what to expect, but give him the support, give him the strength. What is particularly instruct him and give him the strength, give him the strength. What is Amtseyu? And Rashi says that he won't 
end up like you, Moshe Rabbeinu, leading them and not going into Eretz Yisrael. Because Hashem says, He will pass in front of these people. He will go ahead of them. He will bring him in. Uh, he will inherit them the land that you will see. Now earlier in Parshish Pinchas, after Hashem says to Moshe to go up to the Har HaAvorim to see the land, so again, this is what Moshe Rabbeinu is recounting over here. And the reason Rashi says what he told him at that point was because this was after the story of the Bnei Slavchon. So he should know that even though Hashem says nothing to him, but he's still not going to go into Eretz Yisrael, Hashem says. But therefore, that did not take place then. When Hashem says, wasn't yet at that particular time. That took place later, as we learned in the end of Parshas Dvorim. That took place when Moshe Rabbeinu died, perhaps in Zion Oder, on the last day of his life. Uh, is when he went up. That's what it seems. and But then we have to say at that particular time, so it says, Moshe, after the story, when Hashem, after the Posik tells us about going up to Haravorim, the Posik says that Hashem says uh, that Moshe Rabbeinu now is asking Hashem, and Rashi says this follows Hashem's telling that he's going to pass, that I want to ask for my children, and he's asking Hashem to appoint someone. So Moshe Rabbeinu had in mind, as Rashi explains there, that he wanted to ask for his own children. Hashem says to him over there, no, it has to be Yeshua ben Nun. So, when, and then Moshe Rabbeinu accepts. So now Rashi over there says also, so there also the Pasuk uses like it uses here the Lashem V'tzav is a V'tzaviso Yisrael. Rashi writes this over there Al Yisrael Dasha Tarchonim Heim Sarbonim Heim Al Menashe Tekabal Alecho So Rashi brings down here a different Lashem over here. Tatirches Rashi brings down here Tarchonim. Over there Rashi says Sarbonim and Rashi over here says Masoyis Meriv is a little bit different Lashem um, but it almost seems that that is only when Hashem chose Yeshua, and in this case, is when Hashem says Alei Reshak Pisgo, and in this pasuk it's missing the story that it's told over there. Hashem says to take Yeshua, and that Moshe Rabbeinu was asking Hashem. It's not that Hashem just says Vitzavas Yeshua. That came from. Uh, Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu is the one that says to Hashem, Yivkod Hashem Elekei Haruchos. And um, Rashi already said before that Moshe Rabbeinu was also saying to Hashem, El Hashem Leimoyer, this is one of the three places that Rashi hinted before that Hashem should tell him if he's going to accept what he told him. And Hashem told him, Yeshua. So this posse continues over here and tells him Vitzavis Yeshua. Over there, the posse continues telling him that you know how that he should give Mahitcha Alehem and he how how Yeshua became what he is. But this posse over here uh, doesn't go into to that. It says Zeodov. But the posse of Gimel says Vayitzavehu Kashadibra Hashem Yad Moshe. So it says Vayitzavehu. And also the kind of Dibra Hashem said Moshe, Rashi says he gave him even more. Uh, Hashem says to Moshe, 
even more than what he was commanded. But here the Posik says both with Savas Yeshua and Vikazkeyu Vyamseyu. So what does it mean, Chazkeyu Vamseyu? Zukhtarashi, how should he strengthen him and give him courage? It's Bidvaracha. With your words. Rashi learns that the support that he should give him over here is His heart should not be faint. He's going to say, Just like my teacher, my master, Moshe Rabbeinu, was punished because of them. They caused Moshe Rabbeinu, as the passage just said, uh, As Rashi brought so, me too, I'll be punished them. Rashi says, that he will take him through and he will have them inherit. The next Rashi, Rashi says, for he will pass, Yeshua uh, will pass. Now, Rashi said before that that is, was Hashem's promise, uh, because he will pass. But it looks like Rashi is going to explain now not just the words of Kihu Yavir, but the words of Ha'om Hazeh, even though Rashi doesn't bring it down in his opening statement, but uh, a little bit surprising. But it seems like what Rashi is trying to say here is it says that Hu Yavir Ha'om Hazeh. Zakt Rashi, that this is sort of a stipulation. That he needs to, Yeshua needs to pass before these people in order for them to ha- enter to to enter into Eretz Yisrael to inherit Yisrael. If he is going to pass in front of them, they will inherit it. But the imlav, if he will not pass in front of them, lo yinchalu, they will not inherit it. So that means that it's conditional for the Jewish people to inherit. Not only is he guaranteed that he will go in Yeshua, but it's only his going in front of them that they are going to be able to inherit. And Rashi says, So we actually find. When Yeshua sent some of the people to the eye to wage war, to try to conquer them. But who Yoshav and he was staying and sitting in his place. The Torah, the, the Novi, Yeshua, Perik Zayn, Pasuke quotes, So the people of Ai smit the Bnei Yisrael. 36 men, it says over there. Yeshua, Zayn, Pasuke. So Yeshua is very upset. So the Pasuk says that the cave on Shenofel Alponov. So when Yeshua fell on his face, it says the Pasuk Vov over there. So Hashem says, Omar loy kum lech. Go, lech. Why are you falling on your face? Go. But Rashi is medaik that in the Pasuk Yudav, when it says kum lech, it says without a vav. It doesn't say kuf vav mem kum. It says kom. Kom loch. Kom loch could mean, kum means get up. But kom means... Stay, stood, come, come, loch. You're standing, not getting up. Get up and go. Hashem is basically rebuking him and saying here, 
you're standing on one place and you're sending the other Jews to fight and you expect them to win the war. You're standing on your place and you're sending my sons to war. Why are you falling on your face? Why are you praying? As the Pesach says over there in Pesach this is not how I said it to your teacher Moshe. If he passes Yeshua, they will pass. And if they, if he doesn't pass, they won't pass. So even though here we're talking about the Yardin, passing the Yardin in Eretz Yisrael, but the same thing is by the war too. You can't have them go ahead. But you have to go Lifnei Ha'om in order to be successful. And he will inherit them the land that you see. Pasuk Chavtes. So, after this instruction of Hashem, is Vaneshev Bagoy Mulbeis Poir. We were sitting in the Goy, opposite the base Poir. At that time, when Hashem was telling me about all this, about Al-Rish HaPizgah V'Tzavis Yeshua. Now, why is the Torah telling us that they were sitting by Goimul Beis Poir? So Rashi is going to explain that the Yidden hooked up with Avedezor over there. The story with the Baal Poir we read in the Parshish Bolok in Perik Chofhei, after the story with Bolok and Bilom, uh, over there, he advised them uh, to uh, have the relationships, uh, the znus, uh, that's how the Yidin will sin, and the Ebishtu will get angry at them, and then it says that the Yidin were Yitzomad Lebal Poir. This is all in the Parshish Bolok, at the end of Parshish Bolok. And that's where the story with Zimri Ben Solu came in. Now, it seems like Rashi is referencing this story over here, Vanesha Bagoy. Let's do the Rashi. Vanesha Bagoy, Mubay's Poir, Zokhtarashi, Vinitzmadetem Lavidezore. And you connected yourself to Davidezore, to the Baal Poir, because the Pasik over there, in Bamidbar, Chavchez, Pasik Gimel, Chavhei, Pasik Gimel, the Pasik says, Vayitzomad Yisrael Baal Poir. The whole thing is the it's modim that they it's modim they connected and they went after the Baal Pa'oir. So Rashi says that uh, notwithstanding the fact that you wouldn't smart Baal and yet the Posik will continue. Ba'ato Yisrael now Yisrael Shmaila Chukim, Hashem is saying to listen to the statues as the Posik Aleph is going to continue next Posik. And everything is forgiven to you. I was not merit. I did not merit to be forgiven for me. Uh, so this is Moshe Rabbeinu mentioning them, telling them, even though they sinned also, but they were forgiven, but I wasn't merit forgiven. That's the Hemshech Advarim over here. I have to understand still, what is Moshe Rabbeinu exactly trying to, to say with that? But the actual thing over there we learned, number one that there was a plague that not only was there a plague but Moshe Rabbeinu judged there were uh, many thousands of people were killed 
Hirgu ish anoshim and it's modern about So it's not that they were forgiven. Anybody who who worshipped, and then uh, uh, we, uh, and then later on we have the story with the Midjonim. Even later on, Moshe Rabbeinu also had them call Isha Yedas Ish. Haregus of the women were killed, and um, but apparently, looks like uh, some of the men that had relations with them were not killed because. If they were all killed, Rashi says over there it would be, uh, they would recognize them, the people of war, would say, well, this is the one that the person was nichshol. Um But I'm trying to just figure out the general time frame of all this, because if this happened after the story of Bolok, you know, then we had the parshas of Pinchas with the, uh, it seems that Vanesha Bagoi was before, I'm just wondering in the order when Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu to choose Yeshua, when Hashem told him, when all of this is happening that Moshe Rabbeinu is recounting over here, that we read later on in the Parshish Pinchas, and then we also have the story with Parshish Matis, in which Hashem says, the reference to Moshe Rabbeinu's passing also, he says, Achar after Yisrael, trying to... Um, Get a better sense to put all these psukim and all these occurrences in 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 the order the way they actually took place. But we'll go weiter for now. We'll start the Perik Dalit, Posik Aleph. The Posik continues and it says, Va'ato Yisrael, and now Israel. Now Yisrael. The Moshe Rabbeinu is continuing his talk to the Bnei Israel. Shema, listen to the Mishpotim to the statues and to the role, to the rules, to the laws, that I am teaching you last is to do. So the man, so that you will live, and you will come, and you will inherit the land, that the God the God of your father is giving to you. Pasuk base loy soisifu aladovora shalonechim mitzave eschem. Don't add unto the matter that I command you. Veloy sigru mimenu and don't take away from the command. Lishmoid as mitzvahs Hashem lekechem, so that you will guard the mitzvahs of God your God. Shalonechim. Metzave Eschem, that I command you. So he says, Sifu, not to add, so Rashi, Mikgoin, that then refers to, like Chomish Parshish Bitfilin. Shem says to put in Tat Pas Letoitofis. We learned earlier, Letoitofis Benin Necho, and Toitofis means four Tat Pas, and he's going to put in five. Or Chameshis meaning Belulov, in which we learned, Ulakachtem Lochem, as we learned in the Parsha before, Priyetzhota, Kapistmon, Vanfeyet, Vavinochal, he's going to put in five minim together with the Lulov, named by the Lulov, because all the kinds are together with the Lulov. Or, it says, Al Kamfei, Bigdechem, he's going to put in Chamesh Tzitzis, five Tzitzis versus the four. So that is means not to add. 
and same thing not to diminish, not to take away not to make three portions not to make three kinds of lulav not to make three of the tzitzes it's very interesting to note that it's all by fours side by the tefillin is four side by the lulav is four side by the tzitzes is four the concept, the idea of the four um Pasik Gimon, a Nechem Horoyus, it is your eyes that have seen Hashem that Hashem has done by the Balpoir. For anyone who followed the Balpoir, Hashem has destroyed him from amongst you. Now, I mentioned earlier that was done by the uh, by the Basedin. Now the pasuk over there begins with Vayichar Af Hashem BeYisrael in Perik Chovei Pasuk Gimel, and Rashi brings down over there that there was a Magefa Shalach by Magefa. Now, notwithstanding that they killed, Rashi says Kolecha the pasuk Hey over there that each one of the judges would kill two, and there were uh, exaggerated number. There was like eight times ten thousand and eight thousand. Uh, judges and times two, so there was a, a lot of people killed by the Basedin, by the uh, by the courts. But the the Magefa actually also killed a, a tremendous amount of people. The pasuk, the reference over here, when it says he's talking about the plague that took place over there by those that were nitzmodim lebal poir. And I looked this up in the Farshim pasuk Dalit. And you that cleave to God your God, are all alive today, meaning that you are alive and well.